Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Welcome to Ready to Thrive. This is our last bonus Friday for 2020, and it is the last in our Advent series. And today we're talking about love. And there is so much I could say on love, but as I sat this week and thought about what to share with you, this phrase kept coming to mind. Prepare him room. From the song Joy to the World. It's a classic song, and I wanted to know a little bit more about its history. Fun side fact, I think truly timeless songs or those songs that seem to come right from God's mouth to our ears do in fact come from him. And often there is some story that goes along with the song. And over the years, I have loved hearing the stories behind some of my favorite worship songs. So for Joy to the World, again... This is what Google has told me, but supposedly there was a guy named Isaac Watts who published a book of poems in 1719, and each poem was based on a psalm. And Joy to the World was written not as a song, but actually as a poem based on Psalm 98. So there is your fun fact of the day. Also, I love that this guy wrote a poem 300 years ago that we sing today. Again, it just reminds me of how we're called to be faithful right where we are. God can take care of the big stuff. Isaac didn't have a marketing team trying to figure out how to get everyone singing his poem. He simply let the gifts and passion he had inside of him come out. And he took the time to do some of the work, writing it down and getting it published. Now, this is totally a tangent I'm going on and not exactly what I want to be talking about today. But I think for so many We're worried about the long-term places we want to be or how God will use us in a big way without simply attending to the thing we've been called to do that is right in front of us. So the takeaway from our new friend Isaac Watts is to do that thing well and trust the outcomes to God. Okay, so fun fact and side tangent out of the way, let's get back to love. Prepare him room. Now, what is the state of your heart right now? What is taking up space? Where do you need to let go of a few things and begin to make space for Jesus? It is one week before Christmas. And can I say, I am not prepared for new toys and items to come into our house. At some point in the next few days, I will need to prepare some room for those new things to come in. And the same is true of our hearts. We hold on to things like control and bitterness and offense. We hold on to expectations. We hold on to fear. And all of those things begin to take up space where we want the Holy Spirit to dwell. Now, I'm a pretty sensitive person. There was actually some research done by a lady named 
Elaine Aron about highly sensitive people. And I read a bit of her book, The Highly Sensitive Person, a few years ago, and I was like, okay, this is exactly who I am. And what I have learned is that sometimes things that others have called out in us in a negative way, for example, for me, you're so sensitive, you're too sensitive. While they've called those things out of me in a negative way, those parts of me are actually my strengths. I just needed to learn how to use them. Just like Elsa, if you've seen the original Frozen movie, she has this power to turn things into snow and ice. She just doesn't know how to use it. She doesn't know how to harness that power so it takes over her. And for me, my sensitivity for years took me over and almost took me out until I learned that it was a strength and I could use it wisely. It was the way God created me to be. It was a gift, not a curse. And I share all that because I am a spiritually sensitive person and I can tell when I have clutter in my soul, when things are hanging out that are taking up space and edging out the voice of the Holy Spirit. And often it comes from my own doing. It's when I've spent too much time on my phone. It's when I've begun to allow the voice of the world to be the loudest in my life. It's when I begin to allow the opinions of others to trump the opinion of God. It's when I seek out more information than I really need in a subject. It's when I hold on to daily hurts and offenses instead of forgiving. It's when I hold on to pride and my abilities instead of laying them down humbly before God. And it is only in sitting with God, allowing him to sift through my heart to point out to me what needs to go that I begin to walk light and free again. And even though you may not feel like you're a spiritually sensitive person, I think we all can tell when something is a little off in our heart. We often just don't take the time to sit with God and ask what it is. I've shared this analogy before, but I love it, so I'll share it again. One of my biggest pet peeves of my kids is when they run up to me anxious with something to say and questions to ask. And then as I'm sharing my response, they have tuned me out or started talking about something else or they simply run away altogether. While I'm talking, I'm like, hey kid, you really wanted to know the answer to this question. It drives me crazy. But don't we do that to God? Don't we complain and whine about our circumstances but then when he responds, are we there sitting and listening or have we moved on? Or maybe we do what my four-year-old has started doing. Lately, she asks me a question and I go to respond and she asks the question again. So I repeat myself and exasperated, she asks again. And even as I am answering, she asks again. She wears herself out asking and asking when really it's just that she doesn't want to hear my response. She doesn't like my answer. The only answer she will hear is the one she wants to hear. Let that sink in for a moment. Do we do that with God? Do we tune him out because the answer isn't the one we want? We want now. And he says, wait. We want an answer and he says, 
trust me. We want it our way. And he says, my way is best. I was thinking of this verse in John 3.30 where John the Baptist is speaking and he says, he must become greater. I must become less. That is an awesome verse in theory, but in reality, it's painful. Preparing him room, becoming less, the walking it out, it isn't always fun. Forgiving others their debts, loving your neighbor, praying for those who curse you, none of that is fun, exciting, or seems to point us forward in momentum. And yet, that is love walked out. And love walked out is not being walked over. Jesus shook the dust on various towns and really had some great boundaries in his life. He told doubting people to leave rooms. He's pretty harsh with the religious people of the day. He also left all the people, even his closest friends and family, to go spend time alone with the Father. And yet, nearly everything he did and said embodied love. When I look back on much of my adult life, before I really began to prepare room in my heart, I wasn't operating in love. I was operating in fear. I was operating in scarcity and in pride. And to be honest, I wouldn't have said so. We have such a strong internal defense mechanism. We long to be right. We hate to be called out any differently. And I was working hard for Jesus. But working hard for Jesus isn't the same as working with him. Working with him can look like life at a slower pace sometimes. Working with him can mean saying, I'm wrong. I was wrong. Working with him doesn't always look like worldly gain or success. But working with him is working from a place of love, not for it. And we get to work with Jesus. We get to operate out of a place of love because he first loved us. He died for us and for everything we've done, the ultimate act of love, so that we get to live every day living out that love to others. If you want to make a difference in this world, spend time every day with Jesus. Fall more and more in love with him. Prepare him room and the overflow will come out. The love that flows from him will pour out into others. You won't be able to help it. So many times we get caught up in the, what's my purpose? What should I do? When the only command we're given is to love God and then to love people. But often we look for the thing instead of simply looking to him. When we truly prepare him room, in our hearts, in our mind, in our day, when we seek him first, everything else will be added. Our purpose will begin to flow into our lives as we seek him. We often just try and do it backwards, which leaves us frustrated and confused. And I get that because I've been there often. I want to leave you with a verse from the message version. It says, So, Chosen by God for this new life of love. Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, 
content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. And that's Colossians 3, 13 to 14. So let's ask ourselves, what are you wearing today? If you're wearing the garment of offense, take it off. Pause for a moment to forgive that person who offended you. If you're wearing the coat of pride, slip it off. Pause for a moment and humbly sit before the Lord. If you're wearing the shoes of frustration or disappointment, take them off. Pause for a moment and give it to God. Let go of all of the clothing that is ill-fitting and does not serve you well. And as you sit with God, let his love clothe you. He will give you enough love to begin to follow that second command of loving your neighbor. Whether that neighbor lives right inside your house and is driving you crazy, or is a coworker that makes life difficult, or maybe is the person you used to have a great relationship with, but now there is a slight that has come between you. Let the love of Christ so fill you up that it begins to smooth out those broken places and jagged edges. And let it be every day, every day. Meeting with Jesus is not a one-time event, but an everyday occasion where we get to put on this garment of love. Can I share with you that I am naturally an incredibly grumpy, critical, jealous, and negative person. The only reason I have for not being that person anymore is that is the time I spend with Jesus preparing room in my heart, clearing out the clutter, allowing him to take up room, letting go of those offenses, surrendering and forgiving. And when I find myself in a place of grumpiness, complaining, frustrated, the first thing I want to do is call a friend who would be on my side, who could understand what I'm going through. But that simply escalates the situation in my heart. What I need to do is go to the throne before I go to the phone. I need to bow low before Jesus and give him all of those things. And he exchanges them. This is the beauty for ashes moment. Every day I open my hands and my heart. Here you go, Jesus. He's not going to go in and take those things from us without us letting go. We need to open our hands and our heart in surrender. We need to let them go, and he does the exchanging. And the crazy beautiful thing is, we give him everything, all the garbage, all the filth, and he really does give us love in exchange, and peace, and joy, and hope. This is some of the fruit of spending time with him. And I pray over this Christmas season that you begin to prepare him room. And I want to share one of my newest favorite resources It's a new Christmas album by Maverick City. I'll link it in the notes. Um, And as I said last week, worship is such a great way to connect with God. If you don't feel like worshiping, just do it until you do. We have one more little episode next Wednesday before Christmas. But if you don't catch that one, I want to say Merry Christmas and may the peace of Christ dwell in your heart this season. 
Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, If you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com.